Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Sick and Wrong. Let's see if we can get episode 273 started, shall we? so sensual we can't even mention it on this podcast no no just type the coupon code diddle upon checkout Welcome to Lance Wackerly's Anger Chamber. You are now visiting All Caps City. Anger. I live with it. You may too. It can be a good friend, except when it's not. Sometimes it can chew your guts out. Sometimes anger is warm like a comfortable fire next to you. Sometimes anger is like a soft fuzzy dog, and like a soft fuzzy dog it can bare its teeth without warning and snap off one of your fingers or your cock in an extremely bad scenario. What sparks anger? A funny look? A phrase? A stubbed toe? The generally accepted shitty milieu of life? Anger is always waiting around the corner. Sometimes anger piles onto itself. They say that misery loves company, but anger hates company. Misery loves the company of others in misery. Anger loves the built-up anger of the singleton. Anger thrives by eating its brother solitude. It's a good thing solitude is a fat motherfucker. Is there a Guinness World Record for top anger? 
They held a contest, but the top three angry people ripped the Guinness judges' heads off and proceeded to set each other on fire. It was a tragic, angry event. So why am I angry tonight? Who knows? A funny look? A critical iTunes rating? I'm not in control here. Anger is. I'm a single, angry man. I shouldn't be, but it makes me angrier. Girls don't want to date an angry man. I don't blame them. Anger is a signifier for date rape city. I wouldn't want to be date raped. It would make me angry as hell. Here's a test. Sit in a room by yourself for an hour. No music, no TV, nothing. Think your own thoughts. Now, I'm not going to ask you about your opinions of God or any kind of shit like that, but I will ask you, who do you hate more, yourself or the world? I think most people would say the world. There's so much to hate. But if you think really hard, maybe give yourself two hours, I bet you'll find a lot about yourself to hate. Do you curl your toes in your shoes when you sneeze? Do you curl your toes when you come? Why the similarity? Because you're a contemptible cunt, that's why. And the toe curling thing is probably just the tip of the iceberg with you. How about an angry thought experiment? Try to think of your favorite person in the world. Not celebrities, people you actually know, you dumb shit. Is it your parent or a cool teacher from high school? Of course not. But where are you on that list? Are you in the top 10? Fuck no. Are you in the top 50? Fuck, probably not. Top 100? Nope. Interesting that you aren't even in your 101st favorite person. Why not? You could certainly try to model your behavior on, you know, the guy who's at number 30, couldn't you? No, you can't. Because you've ingrained your shitty anger behavior into the core of your being. Oh, you didn't know you were allowed to pick yourself in this experiment? Fuck you. I have about a thousand Facebook friends and other friends on other shitty, angry, uh, anger-inducing social networking sites, but nobody to talk to. D. Simon, my hetero life partner, is off in Europe gallivanting about. So I'm just sitting here talking to myself. I wish I didn't speak in all caps, but you play the card you're dealt. I have... I don't know. Maybe I've run out of anger for the night. Is this what it feels like to have low blood pressure? Anger, 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 sons of the pioneers, sons of the pioneers, tumbleweeds, the dudes tumbleweeds, drifting, drifting away from anger, it's okay, it's okay, tumbleweeds, okay, tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds, past are behind, nowhere to go but I'll find, just where the trail will wind, drifting along with a tumbling tumbleweed, I know when night has gone.
the song Here on the range I belong Drifting along with a tumbling Well, it appears we got some voicemails this uh, week, so uh, let's hear it. This one comes from, uh, I don't know who, but some girl who bought a t-shirt and has kind of high expectations of the outcome of that uh, activity. So I just bought one of your t-shirts online, whatever, and I just like to say, once I get in the mail and I start wearing it around and getting you free publicity everywhere, and you guys start getting skyrocketing numbers of subscriptions or comments or kudos, whatever you get on iTunes, because of my free publicity. I'd like to get a gift basket, a sick and wrong gift basket in the mail. I mean, I'm not trying to be greedy right now, but I'm just saying, whenever I have a direct effect on your numbers, just go ahead and let me know. I don't know where she got the idea that there's a sick and wrong gift basket that exists. Um, there's something called like sick and wrong care package. It's certainly not anything. It would be even similar to a gift basket. It's a it's a care package. It comes in a box. There's no basket involved. I think if you could think of one thing that sick and wrong is not uh, associated with, it would be basketry. Uh, second of all, you. It, if you're going to send then that kind of a voicemail and not even send a picture of yourself wearing the shirt, I, I don't know what you expect to get out of that kind of a transaction. So send a picture, realign your expectations for a care package and not a gift basket, and we'll see where we go from there. Thanks. This next one comes from a guy who's a little behind on the shows. I think he's back on 237 or something, and he... Uh, is wanting to discuss Lindsay Lohan's community service, which I don't know what's going on now, if she already did it, or, I mean, that was ancient ages ago. So let's hear what he has to say. What up, D? What up, Lance? This is Shank. Yo, uh, just got through listening to episode 234. Wanted to, like, throw a shout-out about the fucking Lindsay Lohan community service thing. Um, so... Uh, they get all fucking easy, dude. When I was like 15, I got like 25 hours of community service for some, I don't know, as little as like petty theft. It's bullshit. So uh, 
they gave me a list after my courtship. They gave me a list of like 15 places to choose from, and like 14 of them were churches. So I was like, "Fuck that shit! I'm not gonna spend 25 hours picking weeds in the church garden, or I don't know, sucking dick or something like that." So, uh, anyways, no, choice number 15 was the Humane Society. Uh, big fucking mistake there, dudes. Uh, my day started out, I'd go in in the morning and I'd spend like three hours fucking hosing shit out of fucking pens, like just hosing piles of shit that had accumulated all night long down the fucking drain. I think I puked a couple times doing that. Then, uh, I'd proceed to go to these fucking like medical rooms. I'd have to sterilize the medical rooms. That sucked too. They weren't like fucking like gas chambers. It was like, I don't know, they give them the shots or whatever. And uh, inevitably, I saw like two or three bags of cats in that fucking time. I don't know. It's Spokane, Washington, I guess, is a lot of stray cats. So, And then uh, my day ended with like the pleasure of uh, taking the dogs that were going to get euthanized on a fucking death march around the building. So I'd like take each dog and walk it before it was sent to the room to be fucking euthanized. That was, like, the dogs that weren't, like, rabid and fucking hostile towards, like, fucking humans and shit. So, um, I don't know if this would work for Mel Gibson. He probably would dig that shit, throw him in the stockade. But, uh, fucking Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton and these bitches, fucking send them there, dude. It fucking sucked, dude. So, on a side note, uh, James Brown came to Tokyo in 2003, stayed at the Prince Hotel, a girl I know worked there, the day he checked out, her and some uh, co-workers ran up to the room, I think they're there trying to scout some fucking memorabilia to sell, sell on eBay, or who knows what they're doing, but uh, ran up there to get, like, get some shit, and uh, opened the door, place was fucking trashed, and there was a big fucking turd in the middle of the room. I don't think they sold it on eBay, but, uh, yeah, yeah, James Brown fucking rocks, dude. So, uh, anyways, my two points I wanted to fucking throw in, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Um, Shank from Japan, Duff Faded Japan, woo! Uh, frat boy shit. All right, peace. I like that there's an option to pull weeds out of the church garden. I don't know what a church garden is, or do all churches have gardens? It's crazy. Uh, James Brown dropped the deuce. Um, so Shank lives in Japan, but he has nothing to report about, you know, the tsunami or the earthquake. He just wants to talk about James Brown shits and Lindsay Lohan's community service and his related experience, uh, working at an animal shelter, which I think that's kind of a noble thing to do. Maybe you should do that when you don't have community service, when you haven't committed a, a crime. But seriously, next time you call in Shanks, uh, why don't you give us some like eye on the ground, you know, uh, earthquake, tsunami shit. That, that might be more of a scoop for you and for us. Thanks. Okay, D's been trying to institute this new segment of the show called Wackerly Rants. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the ranting type, but uh, since he's not here and he sent me some of these voicemails, uh, why don't we try it? Here's number one. Hey, Sig and Ron, I uh, like your voicemail thing. It kind of sounds british or something. But anyways, I'm calling to talk about Wackerly's sweet little ranting thing that you guys should definitely start. Do you think that a queef is more disgusting than a fart? Or are they the same? Or is a fart, like, more disgusting? I've always wondered. I find queefs, like, 
repulsive. But I don't know. I want to hear your opinion after this. Look, I'm going to be honest with you people here. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with queefing. I mean, I haven't been laid that many times with that many partners, but I just can't really even recall a queef. Now, maybe that's because it's happening and it's in the heat of the in the heat of passion and uh, I just have my mind on other things as, as one will, but I, I just don't experience a lot of queefing. Now, that does not, that's not to say I can't hold forth an opinion on it. And part A of that opinion, I'm going to say that, of course, farting is more disgusting than queefing. The fart comes from the ass. The ass is the house of shit. The vagina is the house of rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. I mean, if a chick has a smelly vagina, she doesn't have to queef for you to be offended. So, I I mean, there's smelly vaginas, there's queefing, there's queefing from clean vaginas, there's queefing from smelly vaginas. Now, but the problem is just the smelly vagina. It's not the queef. Part B, if you start making girls self-conscious about queefing... What you're gonna happen what's gonna happen is you're gonna wind up with girls who don't want to move around in bed. And that is the worst. There's nothing worse than having sex with a girl who's just laying there stiff as a board like a corpse. I mean, if I wanted to fuck a corpse, I would fuck a corpse. And you know I would. So no. Farts are more disgusting than queefing. And let's be honest, guys, male farts are worse than female farts. I mean, yeah, I know, girls can fart, and it's disgusting sometimes. But you could top it any day of the week. And what's with period farting? Why do period farts smell worse? I never understood that. I mean, it, they're not connected, right? They're in the same area, but they're separate, you know, tracks of land, I guess. Or, or, or um, I don't know, ductwork down there? That's just something for maybe a later show. Okay, Wackerly Rants. Fodder number two, solo show rant number two. Hey, this is Brian from Minneapolis. I'm calling with a uh, topic for Lance to uh, rant about. Uh, something that really pisses me off is these people who drive their fucking mountain bikes with the big knobby-ass tires down the middle of the downtown streets. Their fucking little one leg of their dumbass jeans rolled up, screaming that they got the right away. Fuck them. What do you think, Lance? Keep it sick and wrong, guys. Was that a bong at the end? I don't know. I feel a little trolled by this. I think people know I, I ride a bike. I ride it on the street. It's not a mountain bike because mountain bikes are for the mountains, not the street. I ride a road bike that's for the road or streets. They're synonyms. Um, here's the thing. Are you driving an ambulance? Are you driving a police car? Where the fuck are you going that you have to be someplace? I know you guys don't have shit to do. I mean, are you going to, you know, cure AIDS? Are you going to pick your mom up from her latest tricks at house and go buy some crack and you need to get home and, you know, get it to your kids because they're fiending for their next hit? I don't know where you guys are trying to go. I'm on my bike. I'm not screaming at anybody. So maybe that's... Maybe he's maybe he's talking about sort of the militant bicyclist. That's not me. But motherfuckers are trying to run me off the road on a daily basis, and I know they ain't got shit to do. I don't got shit to do either. 
But that's why I'm on a bike. Because I'm just tooling around on my fucking bike. And yes, my jeans are fucking rolled up, okay? Is it a fashion show? What, what are you wearing there, man? You have, you have your skids on, your Z Cavaricis, and your, I don't know, fucking... What are those clog things called? Those, I don't even... Gee, see, now you've got me going again. You know what? It's a, It's like almost the end of the show... The Sons of the Pioneers had calmed me down with their song about goddamn tumbleweeds, and now I'm getting angry again. So, I think I might have to close out this rant section because it's just not good for my blood pressure, and my doctors advised me against it. I gotta do something to fucking relax now, shit. I, I know a lot of you guys fucking hate this reading thing, but I think maybe 51% like it. So... It's a solo show. You know what's coming. I saved it to the end. The best and or the worst for last. Here it comes. Wackily Book Nook. Boom! This is a passage from Neuromancer by William Gibson. It's one of my favorites. He woke and found her stretched beside him in the dark. His neck was brittle, made of twigs. There was a steady pulse of pain midway down his spine, images formed and reformed, a flickering montage of the sprawls, towers, and ragged fuller domes, dim figures moving toward him in the shade beneath a bridge or overpass. Case. It's Wednesday, Case. She moved, rolling over, reaching across him. A breast brushed his upper arm. He heard her tear the foil seal from a bottle of water and drink. Here. She put the bottle in his hand. I can see in the dark case, micro-channel image amps in my glasses. My back hurts. That's where they replaced your fluid. Changed your blood, too. Blood because you got a new pancreas thrown into the deal, and some new tissue patched into your liver. The nerve stuff, I don't know. Lots of injections... They didn't have to open anything up for the main show. She settled back beside him. It's 2.43.12 a.m. case. Got a readout chipped in my optic nerve. He sat up and tried to sip from the bottle. Gagged, coughed. Lukewarm water spraying his chest and thighs. I gotta punch deck, he heard himself say. He was groping for his clothes. I gotta know. She laughed. Small, strong hands gripped his upper arms. Sorry, hotshot. Eight-day wait. Your nervous system would fall out on the floor if you jacked in now. Doctor's orders. Besides, they figure it worked. Check you in a day or so. He lay down again. Where are we? Home. Cheap hotel. Where's Armitage? Hilton. Selling beads to the natives or something. We're out of here soon, man. Amsterdam, Paris, and then back to the sprawl. She touched his shoulder. Roll over. I give a good massage. He lay on his stomach, arms stretched forward, tips of his fingers against the walls of the coffin. She settled over the small of his back, kneeling on the temper foam, the leather jeans cool against his skin. Her fingers brushed his neck. How come you're not at the Hilton? She answered him by reaching back between his thighs and gently encircling his scrotum with thumb and forefinger. 
She rocked there for a minute in the dark, erect above him, her other hand on his neck. The leather of her jeans creaked softly with the movement. Case shifted, feeling himself hardened against the temper foam. His head throbbed, but the brittleness in his neck seemed to retreat. He raised himself on one elbow, rolled, sank back against the foam, pulling her down, licking her breasts, small hard nipples sliding wet across his cheek. He found the zip on the leather jeans and tugged it down. It's okay, she said. I can see. Sound of the jeans peeling down. She struggled beside him until she could kick them away. She threw a leg across him and he touched her face. Unexpected hardness of the implanted lenses. Don't, she said. Fingerprints. Now she straddled him again, took his hand, and closed it over her, his thumb along the cleft of her buttocks, his fingers spread across the labia. As she began to lower herself, the images came pulsing back, the faces, fragments of neon arriving and receding. She slid down around him and his back arched convulsively. She rode him that way, impaling herself, slipping down on him again and again until they both had come, his orgasm flaring blue in a timeless space, a vastness like the Matrix, where the faces were shredded and blown away down hurricane corridors, her, and her inner thighs were strong and wet against his hips. Does the audience know the drill or not? Audible.com. That's our sponsor. That's where you go for audiobooks, audio fiction, audio technical manuals, audio, I don't know if they have erotica or what, but go there. They're our sponsor. Use the coupon code DIDDLE so we get some credit for, you know, your, your reading pleasure that you embark on. And uh, support the show. They're, they're a good sponsor for us. You know, keeps the show going. Even when D's not here, I still do the show because I want those audible.com dollars. And I want you people out there listen reading, which is a word I just coined because you're not just listening. You're listen reading. Somebody's reading something to you and you're listening to it. You're getting smarter. You're getting faster. You're getting more powerful with knowledge. Audible.com. Type in diddle so they know that Sick and Ron sent you.
Hey!